Vogelsang Pest Management has programs for everyone's budget. Call us at 314-601-1789. Vogelsang Pest Management, serving your family like you're our family. Hey, how's it going? Hey, you know what? Can I ask you a question right off the bat? Yeah. You know, I've been in a sort of crazy business for a long time. I've been, uh, you know, worked in police. I was police dispatcher, worked in the radio business. And, you know, Sugar Fire, to me, tastes as good as 6 o'clock at night as it does at 6 o'clock in the morning. When are you guys going to start breakfast? Uh, did you say breakfast? Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I would do it if everybody's up to it. Uh, barbecue breakfast sounds crazy, but, um, like, I, I, I do a lot of work in Australia, too, so I'm, I'm there several times a year. And there's a couple of barbecue restaurants there that crush it at breakfast, and I'm, so maybe we'll try it somewhere. Really, really? So, so there, there people eat bre- uh, barbecue for breakfast in Australia. Yeah, oh, I'll see it all the time. Yeah, like a couple of spots there, and they, and they kill it. Well, you know, it's always crazy to me because, like I said, maybe because I've worked all sorts of different shifts, a pizza tastes as good at 6 o'clock in the morning. It does at 6 o'clock at night to me. As a matter of fact, sometimes better, and it always always bothers me. <laughs> well, like if, well, you, know, hey, you know, I'm a fan. I've been doing that now being stuck at home. Like, we'll get up, like, we'll have, like, spaghetti and meatballs for breakfast because who, ca- who cares anymore? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, for real. Like, I mean, it doesn't matter. Like, we'll do whatever, whenever. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Now, now you are, you are, you're the head guy. You started this whole thing, right? Yeah. Yes. I hatched it out of my brain. Yeah. Like, I guess 10 years ago. You know, I thought. Um, but, I mean, but, like, I mean, we have franchises. So, so, I mean, like, there's probably 700 people that we work with now. And, you know, all the franchisees, and they're all doing a lot of. Most of the work right now, I'm, you know, I own a lot some of the original stores and some other restaurants, but um, yeah, it started it ten years ago. Well, not what, what, one of the original stores was that the one down in Olive, just west of yeah, Olivet. Yeah, that's yeah. Olivet store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been there many, many, many times, and that that was the original okay. store, correct? Yep. Yeah, I'll yep. be darned. I'll be darned. Uh, now, you've been in the restaurant business a long time. Yeah, I mean, I'm. I just turned forty nine, so I've been doing it since I was sixteen. So. I mean, that's a long time. Um, but mostly, I was mostly like a fine dining chef before Sugar Fire. So I, I worked all over the world. I was in France, LA, like uh, New Orleans, Chicago. And then I owned, uh, you know, a bunch of restaurants around St. Louis in the late 90s and early 2000s. And then I switched over to barbecue. Now, I I heard a, a um, uh, was an out-of-town chef who was interviewed on a radio show, I guess about two or three months ago. And he said... The hardest restaurants to run are barbecue. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, well, yes and no. I mean, if you're not doing volume, yes, yeah, it's, it's impossible. If you're doing good volume, it's it's not not that hard. But everyone thinks it's so easy. You know, it, it probably is the hardest restaurant to run. Because, uh, number one, because everybody's an expert. First of all, so everybody that comes in thinks they know how to barbecue better than you, pretty much. <laughs> you know, because I've been hey, I've been doing my backyard. I know what good barbecue is. And, you know, I don't know. It's 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 hard and it's easy. Now I'm, I'm going to ask you a weird question about uh, and 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 uh, uh, we'll talk about what's what you guys are doing with uh, with all the uh, you know the shutdowns and things like that. But uh-huh. years and years and years ago, remember the old KC masterpiece? Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, they had the location over there on Lindbergh South Olive. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Do you remember the crazy story about when they tried to get zoning for that? Do you remember this weird story? 
No. Uh, okay. Maybe. I don't know. Okay. The the I guess that's Creve Corps right there. That they uh, and that guy was that guy was out of Kansas City. He was a doctor or something. Like, wasn't it what he yeah, was? Yeah, a doctor. Yeah. Right. Okay. And he he applied to um, that used to be a really high end restaurant called Wade's Gathering Place or something like that. Anyway, yep. he applied to uh, for for a, uh, a, a permit to open his restaurant there in Creve Corps. And the neighbors complained because they were afraid that they would smell the barbecue all all day. So the and, yeah. and this is a true story. I'm not making this up. A bunch of the city council people they chartered a bus and they drove to Kansas City and drove around his restaurants in Kansas City to smell how far the smell from his restaurants would permeate the rest the, the the neighborhood and then decided to give him a permit have you ever had that happen to you where somebody said to you hey we're uh, not no but like in our places um no but close like uh we've offered to fly in like i have we have stores in colorado and uh out of state and uh we've offered to fly in landlords that have been um that have been wary about that like in downtown denver the guy that this, our first one was going to be in this big high-rise downtown and the guy who owned the building said he didn't want uh, smoke, and we're like, "Well, it doesn't really smell." He put the right it in, and uh, we offered to fly him out. He didn't. He didn't take us up on it. But but did, did he let you build it then? Got... Did he let you build it? No. Oh, he shot. You. No, he let another restaurant go in that went out of business in six months. So oh. his loss. He, <laughs> we put we put, a, we put one in, in a different spot. It's doing great. I'll so, be done. Whatever. Now, with with what you're doing on right now, are all your stores open for like uh, takeout and? No, uh... so, uh, we closed. Uh, Indianapolis was really slow, and uh, Cape Girardeau we uh, closed temporarily, um, but they're all open for carryout and curbside and delivery or whatever. Now, you started with the one there in Olivet. How many of them are there are now? Uh, Sixteen, and then we got four under construction. We'll see how those are. We got Jacksonville, uh, Dallas, uh, one in. Um, Cedar Rapids, Iowa, that's working another one. So those were, all, I mean, I guess they're on hold now. But now you you're in an industry, sort of like our industry, the radio business. You work crazy hours. Um, you know, to a certain extent, there's sort of no days off. If if someone was going to say, hey, you know, uh, I'm a young guy, you know, like you said, you started 16. Would you tell them this is the business to go into? <laughs> no, I tell them to go to law school. <laughs> It's just too hard to make money. Like, I mean, I do good now, but, I, dude, I'm old. You know, it's like, it's just too much hard work. And, you know, I, I have five kids, so, and I have kids that are in college now. And I, I was working so much, so many hours and so many nights. When they were kids, I missed a lot of their childhood. And it's not a lifestyle I would recommend to anybody. Plus, it's dangerous and it's fickle, you know. I don't know. I wouldn't get in the business, probably. I mean, I'm lucky. I, I'm, I'm very, I know how lucky I am. I do great. And it took a long time to get here, but um, if I was young, no, I, I would definitely would not do that. Interesting. Now, the, is the biggest location you have right now, is that the Wentzville location? That's the biggest one. Um, that, that's the largest location by far. Uh, I think it's about 6,000 square feet. Most, most of our stores are around 3,000 square feet. And and some of them are even smaller. The one there in Winghaven, that's, that's a pretty small one, isn't it? Yeah, that's about, I think, 2,200 square feet. Right, right. Um, but and yeah. and and you know what's interesting is is that is that and and I'm going to ask you a weird question. Okay, years ago, I'm I'm on I'm on a convention and I'm dry I'm flying down to Orlando and I run into a, a buddy of mine on the plane. We get off the plane, we go to a local restaurant, and on the on the the uh, uh, menu is St. Louis style barbecue. And my yeah. the guy I was with, we both looked at the waitress and we said to her, "What is St. Louis style barbecue?" 
And we, you I know, know, she, I know. she didn't know we were from St. Louis. And she says, well, everybody in St. Louis eats it. And we said, well, yeah, we're both from St. Louis. Yeah. What is St. Louis? Is there a St. Louis style barbecue? Not, not really. Uh, there's Kansas City and there's Memphis and there's Texas and there's North Carolina. But St. Louis style like is really just a we're pool. We pool like our most people here cook baby max. So that's Memphis, really Memphis style. And we all really do our pork more of a um, Kansas City style, our pulled pork. And we actually do more of our um, uh, brisket, more of our beef, more of a Texas style. So really, St. Louis style is all whatever she's saying is BS. Because I remember when I was doing research to open Sugar Fire, I was in New York because there's actually some good barbecue in New York City. And um, and I went in this hipster spot, and they said they're going to introduce me to real St. Louis style barbecue. <laughs> and I had, and it was just so weird. It had nothing to do with anything. You know, St. Louis is really actually. Really, more St. Louis style is more like these kind of like more urban spots, like um, you know A and R uh, and Smokey O's does great St. Louis style barbecue, more of a saucy like pork steak kind of thing. You know that to me is more St. Louis style than this other stuff. Yeah. So, so would would you consider Sugar Fire to be St. Louis style barbecue? Have you sort of coined? Yeah, your own? I think now it is because I think now we've changed. You know, between Pappies and Bogarts and us and uh, Beast and uh, Salt and Smoke and some of these other guys, I think you know St. Louis is on the map nationally now. I mean, we win. National, we all win national awards. We all win national contests. So now it's kind of, but I, I don't think 10 years ago, I don't think there was really a St. Louis style. Yeah, yeah well, that, that was, like I said, it was sort of interesting to me because, when, cause, uh, you know, I've heard the Kansas City in the same deal. Hey, Chief, uh, as Chief Chef Mike Johnson, interesting guy, entrepreneur. I've read a lot about you in uh, uh, the trade publications. Uh, I've read a lot about you in St. Louis Business, uh, Business Journal, Post-Dispatch. Man, it's an honor to have you on the air. Uh, anything you want to promote as far as uh, your restaurants, uh, you know, what's going on in um, these crazy just, times? Just we're all... We're all open. We're all very safe and clean. It's like we haven't, we're not really laying people off. We're using these extra people to do deliveries and to, and to clean, like, nonstop, you know. So, uh, and, and, and some people have said, uh, you know, you're greedy, stay open. We're not staying open making money. We're actually losing our asses by staying open. You know, it's, it's more about our employees and, and the ones, people that want to work and want to keep this going, you know, and support their families. It's not about us, you know, trying to print money. Because that, that that ain't happened. Well, see, and that's so. the interesting thing because because I've said that before, and I've had people sort of, well, that's not true. Most of the places, if your business model is people come in, they sit down, they eat the food, that's your business model. All of a sudden, if your business model is disrupted, you're in a totally different realm, and you're not doing the volume you did once upon a time. Correct. Well, if you think about it this way, a good restaurant runs a thirty percent labor cost. Our, our sales, all our restaurants are at twenty percent of normal right now, so. Just to stay open, we, we lose. That's we, we lose. Like when it gets to the point like where we lose way too much, like uh, like our downtown High Point driving. I mean, it was just doing no sales. So I, I mean, we had, I mean like zero. So we had to you know temporarily close when this is open. We'll, you know that place kills it normally, but downtown is like really slow right now. There's nobody down there. But no, we're not like the grocery store. They, I, I think they might be doing well. You know, so they're, you know, that type of place. Yeah, stay open, stay well. We stay open because we're trying to support our, our employees. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Well, I mean, but, uh, you know, I'm a guy that uh, is out on the street every day with with the radio stations. But I have to tell you, the volume is way down at the grocery stores. Last couple of days, I go into, you know, the schnooks, and there's hardly anybody in them anymore. Really? Uh, oh, yeah. It's really tailed off. It's not like it used to be. Now, they're all they're all camped out at Costco and Sam's because they're buying, you know, truckloads of toilet paper, if you know what I'm saying. But yeah, I don't understand that either. I don't get that. Now, how are you guys doing on toilet paper? How did you do with that? 
Uh, I don't. We have tons. I don't know. <laughs> I think we have a lot here. It's Did weird. You, are you the guys at the corner of the market? Are is Sugar Fire the ones that ate up all the toilet paper? No, <laughs> no. But we buy our stuff. We buy all those paper products from a big company. They probably have warehouses of it. You know. Yeah. But that's the first thing I checked. I came in here last week. I was like, I wonder if we have toilet paper. I went in. We have like two boxes. But nobody comes in to use the bathroom anymore anyway, so it's not like we're blowing through it. Yeah, I hear you. Hey, Mike, appreciate your time. Um, interesting talking Buddy. with you. Uh, you gave me some good insights. And uh, by the way, my daughter went to law school, and she decides she wants to be in the barbecue business. <laughs> good for her. <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk, cool, to you. talk to you Thanks, later, buddy. man. Uh-huh. Bye-bye.